Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge. It's Fanbyte's weekly news show rounding up the headlines and games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. Uh, mine was pretty good. It, it's really windy here. And I uh, my bedroom's next to an alley. So uh, it always like in the middle of the night, it always sounds like I'm about to be visited by um by Jacob Marley or something because the wind just kind of whooshes. Anyway, nobody cares. No, that's not important. I mean, I, I don't sleep that well, but that doesn't affect the show because I'm here wide awake, bright eyed and bushy tailed here to deliver the news. Some, uh, some things that you can look forward to next week. Uh, but let's get started with a conversation I had with our very own brand editor plus Nicholas Grayson, about Blizzard, about Overwatch, about Fortnite. It's a really fun convo, so let's start there. My guest this week is the brand editor plus for fanbyte.com, as well as an expert in all things California government, as well as Coachella. It's Nikki Grayson. I'm really happy, John, that you introed me this time. You stopped me from doing the bit, and yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I, um, it only took you four. Is this my fourth time on this program? <laughs> I want to say it's your fifth, to be honest. Fifth time on this program. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to start with like a real softball question for you. Sure, yeah. Um, is Overwatch 2 the most cursed game of all time? Yes. Okay. Speak more. Speak more to That's that. That's it? Oh, and I'm done. Thank you so much for having me on this week's episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, Sean. Yeah, yeah this is absolutely the most cursed video game to ever exist. Um, it is. It was conceptualized from a perspective of simultaneous selfishness and cowardice. Mm-hmm. I think, like the idea that a second Overwatch, Overwatch Two, um, is is kind of an oxymoron, if mm-hmm. you will. The fact that the game was supposed to come out at this point three years ago, <laughs> the Overwatch's dad left the company, and then ex- it, we're expected to believe left video games, which I refuse to be, uh, which I refuse to believe. Uh huh. Um, and uh, they have a professional sports league that uh, that uh, Activision has spent millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars on. Um, that at one point was on ESPN. Yes. The fi- the final was on big ESPN. Like a big ESPN. In the middle of the day. Yeah. They sold out 
Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, uh, now they only had twelve seats open, but they did sell those out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it was a big event. They. It was. Uh, <clears throat> and now the game is apparently about to hit beta. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it is. We are getting indications that it is legitimately about to hit beta. Yeah, right. But only the multiplayer part, which is the part they've done the least work on, the, 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 which is the part that already exists, <laughs> which is the part that already exists and already works. Uh-huh. And it's called Overwatch.exe. Yes. Um, they literally took one of the players out. And mm-hmm. they're saying that this is the new game. We took one of the guys out mm-hmm. and this is the new game. Um, and yeah, and and it is very clearly the only thing that Activision Blizzard thinks that um, women and gay people care about. Uh-huh. So they wheel it out every time they have to get in front of some sort of uh, women and gay people problem like sexual harassment. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because like, you know, the the uh, the long journey to get a black woman character into this Uh game uh, culminated this week with a reveal, except it was it was uh, 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 launched. The reveal was launched in um, uh, in response to news that California Governor Gavin Newsom has apparently been interfering in the case uh, of the Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, against Activision Blizzard, which uh, resulted in the firing of one of their counsel and the resignation of another. Um, and to, I guess, uh, get everyone to look in a different direction. They were like, here's Sojourn. Just nuts. Just like nuts. It's not. I think the thing is, is like I oh, at this point, I only remember that Overwatch 2 is coming uh-huh. because it is cover for other important news. <laughs> like yeah. they, it, at this point, they only give you Overwatch 2 news when they're about to like when Bloomberg is going to write an article that matters. Uh huh. That's when Overwatch 2 news drops. Yeah. Yeah, it, so, it, we've we've gotten a we've got I'm I'm gonna go back and look and actually see how one to one that is, but I I believe you're right. Every, like every single major tidbit of information we've got about Overwatch Two has been accompanied by a bombshell report or um, the, a new the, lawsuit or whatever. Yeah, the day that the state of California was like, because this is directly tied to the last bit of news, which is that the state of California was was like there were rumors that they were going to drop part of the lawsuit against Activision as part of some sort of settlement, which obviously now is very clearly Gavin Newsom is trying to like trying to suck up to the folks who've donated money to him. Um, And that was the same day or same week as that two and a half hour long what felt like two and a half hours long was probably only one hour long stream with the mm-hmm. director of the game. And then two of the overwatch league casters where they literally said nothing for 75 minutes. And then they were like, we're going to show you gameplay. And then they showed us gameplay that we'd already seen. And it was a 15 <laughs> second long clip. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it is so staggering. I, I don't mean to diminish like any of the, um, horrible shit that structurally happens inside of Activision Blizzard. Right. Um, but it is so staggering 
to watch a business fumble the bag so, so bad. thoroughly mm-hmm. that it's like, I don't, they could, instead of doing something, mm-hmm. they could have done nothing and would have been in a better position. Mm-hmm. And like that, I think is, it is incredible to watch this gaggle of white men try to struggle to figure out how to get the video game to be in front of people in a way that people care about it. Yeah. Um, when it's Look, really easy, this is the e- one of the easiest ones to sell to people. I, I, I agree with you, but I also, I still am one of those people that doesn't quite know what this game is, who this game is for. Oh, because it shouldn't exist, which is like part yeah. of the thing that we're talking about. We were talking about earlier. Like there is no reason for an overwatch too. No. The whole, the whole like conceit of overwatch, right. Was that it was a game obviously built out of the remains of another of world of Warcraft too. Right. right. Like whatever, like blizzard was supposed to be following. Wow. Up with, they couldn't figure it out. They had all this stuff left over. Jeff Kaplan in a stroke of genius was like, fuck it. We'll make a shooter out yeah, of we'll it. We'll make a shooter. And then legitimately made a game that I would describe as like res like revolutionary. It was a very right? good like game. Yeah. A very Overwatch one in in at a time when MOBAs were exploding and the first person shooter kind of felt stale. The decision to take these assets that they had already created for a mult like a an MMO and turn them into a hero-based class role shooter, I think is like legitimately one of the the most inspired bits of game design we will see in the modern era. Yeah, very smart. Overwatch 1, like for a time, was a game that you could go to and was consistent in the... That loop was so consistent and it felt so good to play if it was if it was a kind of game for you that you would put your head down and ignore some of the like glaring issues because you were like, well, this thing shouldn't fucking exist at all. Uh huh. Right. Like the fact that we're here playing this game is kind of incredible in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That is enough for me to keep playing. OK, you're going to do esports now. You're going to see you're going to do city based esports. You're going to start this one arena and every team's going to play out of the arena. That's incredible. And then the next year, you're going to send all these teams out. They're going to have their own arenas um, and you're selling this building out every single week. And it, it you've created an environment heretofore unseen in the United States for esports. That's incredible. OK, the pandemic happened. That's not on you. But instead of doing anything to liven the game up, which at this point is now three years old in 2020. Yeah. Instead of doing anything to liven the game up for the folks who like built this community, you're going to kowtow to the 38 fucking scumbags that you employ who play the game professionally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And not actually make any of the improvements and then your game will die. And then instead of being like, well, we're going to double down and try to fix Overwatch 1, you say, well, we're going to double down and try to sell, get you again for $60 for Overwatch 2. 
which which fundamentally only only really is adding a PVE mode. I mean, that is that is yes. the fundamental difference between Overwatch 2 and Overwatch 1. Um, except you're right. Like they've done a ton to make the Overwatch 1 experience uh very inhospitable for a for, for their main actual audience. Um yeah. And then and then they're adding a PVE mode. They experimented with a PVE mode um, ages ago, and it and it was terrible. It was really bad. It was really bad. So and so they said, "What if we built the whole game out of this?" Yeah, they were like, "Bet, like, let's 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 turn the whole thing out. Of, you know, let's let's turn it into the whole thing." And and then yeah. now, like you said, they've been spinning their fucking tires for so long, they can't figure out how to make that part of the game fun because it is right. fundamentally is not fun. Isn't. It's not a fun idea is why they can't figure out how to make the game fun. Um, but now they're out here saying, okay, we're splitting the EXE up. Yeah. So we're going to give you overwatch two multiplayer soon, which is fundamentally going to be the same game as overwatch one. The engine is different. Cool. Great. I'm still going to press E and send Diva's bomb into a group of four people. They're going to mm-hmm. blow up. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've played overwatch before. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I get it. You're going to add a character. They're going to be good for three weeks. People are going to bitch and complain. And by people, I mean the professional community is going to bitch and complain. Yes. You're going to nerf them. And then you're going to play catch up for three and a half months because that nerf is going to break the rest of the, the systems in the game. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to say it's fine. Actually. Here's a new map. <laughs> Three months later, you're going to say, hey, remember when we fucked up Sojourn? Anyway, here's a fucking uh, lizard with a jet pack. Oh, wow. Or some good, shit. Good call. Yeah. Here's a lizard with a jet pack. Um, both of his guns, hands are guns. Anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Lizard, lizard jet gun hands. Amazing. What are they, they going to call him? Yeah, that's what that was going to be my next question. Um. um Oh, do you think he's like a cyborg? So like Gator G eight. Oh, oh, that's good. I was gonna G8 say scale. I was gonna. I was gonna say scale storm. Scale storm is pretty good. But Gator, is, Gator good. is also pretty good. Like yeah, G eight R. Yeah, and he's like a he's like a lizard with two gun hands. Anyway, yeah. I don't fucking know, John. Like, it's the most. It, it you're right. It is the most cursed game in history they should just turn this shit off they should like forget that it's a video game they should let the ip go fallow and then in like five years they should be like hey we partnered with netflix for a a movie is going to come out on netflix and then like a 10 episode series is and it, we're is, just going to pretend that it's uh it's been a cartoon this whole time is it just too embarrassing for them to, I mean, yes. it, it, it would be expensive for them to very, like very clearly, but it would, is it just too embarrassing for them to just be like, all right, forget about overwatch two. We are adding PVE mode. It's going to be like an expansion that like you would get in destiny instead of a different EXE, which like didn't make sense to me from the fucking jump. Right. Um, like, but that, that's the thing, right? Like apparently yeah. when they announced this the first time, yeah. they were like Overwatch 2 is actually not going to be a mandatory purchase. Right. If you want to just keep playing PVE or sorry, PVP, or PVP. we will update Overwatch 1.exe mm-hmm. 
to the to Overwatch engine to PvP. for yeah. yeah to the engine of Overwatch Two, but you won't get any new cosmetics or any new characters, but you will be able to play Overwatch Two PvP in Overwatch One if you don't buy anything else, mm-hmm. which is unbelievably confusing. Why would it's I not? Go, why would I not buy? overwatch 2.exe mm-hmm. to get the whole fucking game mm-hmm. um and but they have not mentioned anything of the sort about that since they said it the first time right. i think they're honestly banking on everyone forgetting that they said that and they're just gonna hope and pray that you're gonna spend what 29.99 for just the pvp right something like that and then I and then being promised thirty dollars worth of content sometime later. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I wonder. I, I don't wonder, know. I wonder how much of it was. I mean, I mean, they they make they they definitely make money on you know buying currency and stuff like that. But it's like, I'm um, sure they don't anymore though. They don't anymore. But but like it was kind of an amazing deal in games like when it came out and it was like okay it's 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 a it's a full ass video game but it's just going to be supported for a long time and it was like it it, like that seemed to be a good approach to this and it and it also is an approach that um that other games have taken and they've also got in their own backyard at least for a little while the Bungie team that was making destiny kind of work in a way that made sense for a live game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And instead they just decided to do something different. And it's not even the Bungie, like, like, wow. Like in any of these games, yeah. what has a blueprint for how to add stuff to an existing game. And I think the fact that it was a different, a skew altogether was so confusing from the jump that i i just don't understand who any of this is for overwatch um, one john came out and i think in 2000 overwatch 2016 i want to say yeah 2016 yeah may 24th 2016 yeah they stopped doing events like adding new events to overwatch one in 2017 so one year oh after. so that oh wow that my memory was so much 20, longer is on 2017 that? or 2018 it was okay. not very much longer, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It they, wasn't four years or whatever. No, because they kept looping the same seasonal yeah, events right. over and over again. Yeah. So, like the Chinese New Year event was the same every year. You would be able to mm. unlock the same old skins from the year before. They would add three more. They would be like, "It's the Chinese New Year event. Halloween's here." Time to fucking do the shittiest tower defense mini game you've ever played in your yeah. entire life to try to get this Junkenstein skin um it's time for overwatch archives this is where we're going to try to do pve oh it feels bad well it's coming back and we're not making any changes for the next three (laughs) years um it is it they forgot it's like they forgot how to make a video game after they put the game out uh blizzard blizzard has lost its confidence in a way that um should be studied I think by, by people. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't blame the individual developers. Like this does does not happen without like institutionalized structural management, like failure, like managerial failure is how you kill a studio like this. Correct. 
it is staggering to me that instead of like stopping, <laughs> which would just be easier and cheaper for everyone involved. Yeah. They've just decided to like keep this zombie Trojan horse going of like, listen, when Overwatch 2.exe fucking drops, folks, right. you're going to lose your goddamn mind. And it's like, no, I watched some footage of uh-huh. the video game Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. You know what it looked like? <laughs> Overwatch 1, a game that I've played 2,500 hours of. Yeah. And I'm not particularly interested in putting Going more back. in mm-hmm. if the game's going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, I I would the conversations that I would pay an embarrassing amount of money to hear are the closed door meetings in Microsoft that are talking about like, hey, what does this company look like in a year when we're wrapping up this uh, this acquisition? I they legitimately should just treat all of this stuff as like they have seven brand Bibles and there are no media properties attached Mm -hmm. to any of them. Right. And they're like, okay, who in the 838 fucking studios that we own wants to, (laughs) wants to make a world of Warcraft game. Right. Hey, Bethesda. Hey, Bethesda, make it, make a fucking Skyrim, but it's in wow. But it's wow. Now, Uh like, do do y'all want Todd? Do you want to do something like that? It's 25 hour long game. It's Mm -hmm. tiny. But it's in it's in the Bethesda engine and it's about World of Warcraft. Y'all want yeah. this? Um, yeah. Hey, Arcane, do you want to make a Dishonored where you're fucking Tracer? Exactly. You know, like, it's like that yeah. is that is how I if I'm Phil Spencer uh-huh. and I'm trying to like figure out what to do with this stupid amount of money I've spent. Yeah. I'm I'm acting as if Blizzard does not make video games mm, mm-hmm. and like they just have some IP that is kind of valuable. Now, now, Phil, Phil, if that's the case, then I'll, I'll just say this. Phil has spent a ridiculous amount yes. of money for the idea that 10 to 15 years in the future, the fruit of the, the of that particular tree would start to uh, bloom. Right. So it's like, yes, that's a big long-term bet, which like they seem, they seem like they have an appetite for it, but it's like, I, I, you know, from a financial perspective, at least in terms of like how this got approved internally at Microsoft. Right. I have to imagine that it's like, no, they're still expecting Blizzard to make shit in two years. But, but, like, that, but like, that's but I, the, but I hear you, though. It's like, right. I like I don't I agree that like I think a very drastic retooling of that entire organization at the very least is what they need to do. And at most it's something like what you said is like, take this very valuable IP and break it out into, um, into your studios, which like I would say are Microsoft's like interesting owned IP lags behind Nintendo and Sony. Yeah. Which is why, like, which is why I was confused as to why Microsoft bought act. Like of all, if you're going to spend that much money, it's, it's And it's like kind of the, the other side of this coin is I don't know why Sony, like I know why, but if Sony's going to spend a billion dollars, uh-huh. one billion American dollars, right? why would you give it to Epic? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and not like you only spent, you spent less than $300 million on Insomniac. 
Again, again, I can't like they've got to be kicking which themselves, is right? Yeah. Yes, which is yeah. nuts. But it's very clear you can make these deals. How yeah. are you not buying Hello Games? Right. Like, like why, why are you not making No Man's Sky a first party Sony game? Mm-hmm. Why is Microsoft not buying Hello Games for a fraction of the price yeah. of Activision and being like, actually, I believe more in the ideas here mm-hmm. and more in the longevity of the things here at Hello Games than I do in all of this very clearly fallow ground at Activision. Right. It's just, I just don't it's a get good question. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't either. they have to just like treat Blizzard, they have to blow Blizzard up and then treat it as Riot when they bring it back, right? Like that's the only thing that makes any sense. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny, Riot in so many ways was kind of like created and modeled after Blizzard. And right, now except be, they, kept, they kept moving that, forward. That they they kept did, moving yeah, they didn't forward. stop in 2008. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've, they've just continued to iterate in a way that like, um, despite some of the similar issues that those two companies have, uh, Riot seems to be insulated more from those issues or something. Do you ever think about how over the course of, and then we should move on to the next topic, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, yeah. but over the course of that first two years of Overwatch when they were releasing those shorts, those like animated shorts oh, for yeah. free on the internet, mm-hmm. where that they clearly spent... I would wager tens of millions of dollars on both like man hours and like actually making this stuff. Do you ever think about how those were a drop in the bucket for the cultural cachet when you think about how Riot spent probably $10 million, that's it, on Arcane and have a song from their TV show that is, has been in the billboard top 10 every week for the last, Oh, I don't know, seven (laughs) months. Right. And you cannot listen to this. One of the most popular songs in the world without looking at the riot logo, the league of legends logo. And then the word arcane, which Uh is available on Netflix, which is also in the album art. Uh huh, and it was like there were billboards on yeah. the on the street and stuff yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the branding, the branding department, very good. I just, I don't I don't get it. Like I don't get how you don't do that with Overwatch, and like how I also don't get how that isn't the blueprint, right? Like how that isn't what like in three years if there's not if we don't see at BlizzCon next year. If we don't see a like a remastered version of that initial Overwatch trailer with Reaper, um, Winston and Tracer and those two white kids in the museum, if we don't see a remastered version of that, that is a trailer for a TV show. This company's fucking done. I think <laughs> like this whole this whole thing's a fucking wash. Yeah, because I mean, it was so it, all that stuff was done. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's like that that stuff really started before Riot got into the multimedia branding stuff that they yes. started to do with League. And and like when when League started to develop a online brand bible essentially. They have an mm-hmm. online website that basically has a lot of the do's and don'ts of what League yeah. is about and also a lot of the lore that goes into these things that in the video game 
are not apparent or or relevant at all. Yeah. yeah. When when they started doing that, at first I was like, well, that's really interesting in a way that I'm like, I, I guess I, you know, like, cool. I guess if you're going to just work on this game forever, you should just, you know, you know, try to get more people interested in it. Sure. Okay. But then as it started to de- develop, I'm like, oh, this is like one of the smartest things that they've ever fucking done. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was such an easy way to start selling all the other multimedia stuff. Blizzard started with very interesting homemade, like, you know, pieces of media for Overwatch, and you just assumed that this would go somewhere, somewhere, and, and instead it, it went, it nowhere. went nowhere, nowhere. They're um, just like lang- they're they're just languishing in the bowels of this YouTube channel, yeah, right now. And it's yeah. like wh- I don't. They didn't even, you know, they didn't even. There's been nothing for the fucking overwatch community in two and a half years (laughs) they make a character for the black people that they've been like we couldn't figure out the skin tone the textures were just too hard but listen folks we figured it out yeah you're trying to re you're trying to launch overwatch 2 And you don't make the fucking five minute long Pixar short that you made for fucking Bastion yeah. with a bird. Like what? Do you, like how? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, they 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 decided. I mean, I think it really goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's like they really decided that they were going to hang this entire success and vibe of the game on the esports stuff. And it's like. Uh, I I think you can actually have your cake and eat it too with that. I think you can like yeah, it's cultivate. It's it's <laughs> <laughs> it's called Valorant. I mean, it it's can like, be I think done. Can, yeah, it can be done. You can you can really invest in the casual normal gamer that wants to interact with these characters in this world while also doing things in the service of the esports. Like, I don't think those two things are irreconcilable, but Blizzard treats them like they are. Well, Blizzard treats them like they are because they, they think that their audience is stupider than it actually is. Yeah. That's right. Like the well, reason, that's always been true. Right, I feel like, which is, yeah. Yeah, which is like, it seems like it's an endemic issue. That's a, that's with a that big studio. issue with that studio. Yeah. But it's like the reason Riot has been able to like thread that needle with Valorant is because they're like, we are making the sequel to Counter-Strike and we are telling you that we are making the sequel to Counter-Strike. At no point are they be, are they trying, which is like the opposite of what Blizzard did with Overwatch. Blizzard was like, we are making a shooter for everybody. Like, and it was, that's what it was for a very long time. It was like one of the easiest pick up and play. Very accessible. Yeah. Transcendent gaming experiences ever where you felt like legitimately you were contributing regardless of what you were doing. Riot was like, we're making Counter-Strike 2, folks. Like, you know, all that hero shit that we absolutely have down because we made League of Legends. All right, now it's in here. Mm-hmm. But um, we're not going to tell you that it's anything else. We're making Counter-Strike 2. We're going to make balance changes like we're making a second Counter-Strike game. And everyone, because they understand the assignment, is like, oh, yeah, cool. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Riot, for telling me the video game that you're making. Don't like make changes for these 13 guys that I don't know who they are, one of which likes uh, child pornography 
and one of which is like a sexual harasser and then one of which and then one of which and then one of which like why are you kowtowing to these people blizzard <laughs> blizzard <sighs> i know frustrating okay let's go let's let's briefly let's talk about something fun john let's let's briefly shift gears from one uh entrenched uh, massive publisher developer to another, although uh, Epic's doing pretty good. Uh, Fortnite is doing a collaboration with Coachella, which includes yeah. a uh, a radio station being put into the game called Icon Radio. You can listen uh, to correction, John. Excuse Icon me. Icon Radio yeah. was already in the game. Okay, they put it in when. Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars were added to thank the game. For, thank you for thank you for the correction. Okay. And now Icon Radio is back, but you can it's keep back. talking about whatever the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Well, now you can listen regular. to Billie Eilish <laughs> and Doja Cat and Harry Styles when you Shoot. jump into a fucking vehicle in Fortnite. Um, it's it's kicking off a Coachella collab, which um, which also involves some of the worst skins I've ever seen in Fortnite. It's because here's why: it's because they can't actually do the ones. You can't like the Coachella fashion does not intersect with the word no. Coachella being on anything. Right. So like the, the, the folks over at golden voice who I'm sure sent the design docs over to the designers at Epic and the designers at Epic, I'm sure were like, ah, we had more flexibility when <laughs> Balenciaga was here. Like, how is that possible? But it's just a bunch of Coachella t-shirts that say Coachella on them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you can get like uh you know you can get a, a fluorescent shark uh pickaxe thing wow, now great. and um a flaming guitar great. and like a palm like a sharp palm tree cool are you not excited about coachella no. oh i'm excited about coachella i'm not excited about this any collab. of the fuck boys that they've put into the video game. It is pretty bad. There is a piece over at fanbyte.com. Uh, Diego has rounded up some of the images of, of what you can get, and it's all pretty uninspiring. And it's like, like, I get it, I guess. Yeah, I get it. I like, like, <laughs> like, I, I, I think to me, as, as someone that, um, do, you know, that doesn't like to go out in public or like see people or be around people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, th- like uh, when I look at these skins and stuff, I go, Oh yeah, that is Coachella <laughs> to me. I'm like, yes, this <laughs> is, me, this is the, the representative thing. of what Coachella seems to me. Now, as a person who has attended at Coachella's, uh-huh. yes, you have. And also plays Fortnite. Uh-huh. This is what Coachella looked like in 2013. Yeah, it. I, I, okay, that that's the other thing I'll say. <laughs> this looks like it, this looks like this collaboration was written by an SNL writer. Yeah, like I don't know who this is for, right? Because it's not it's not for me, an old who plays Fortnite and also an old thinks about Coachella. On. Sure, I mean, like relative to this audience, right? right? Like, fine, fine, sure. And then also, it isn't for people who are of Fortnite playing age uh-huh. because they're not going to Coachella. Right. A, they never will go to Coachella and C, they know that this is not what Coachella looks like anymore. Yeah. Like this is what, this is what their, their high school math teachers Coachella looked like. Uh huh. Yeah. Like not what their Coachella looks like. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like the girl's hat is fucking killing me. 
It's the hat. It's, it's the, the fact. Hat. It's, it's the so fucking. Funny. It's the it's the belt that uh-huh. is like looks like the caps of three grenades. Uh-huh. But yeah, she's yeah, wearing yeah. like a halter <laughs> for uh-huh. some reason on her, yeah. like a gator on her leg. It's like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh-huh. Um, but like whatever. the The music part is more interesting to me. Yeah, same. Um, because I think that there's like it is one of my like one of the the my favorite parts of this game is rolling around listening to capital p capital m pop music as like master chief runs across the street and you're listening to billy eilish and then you spider-man get out of the car to uh-huh. shoot master chief to death and then um and then you, then you see then you see a xenomorph doing the Dougie. Yeah, xenomorph yeah. does the yeah does the Dougie or whatever. <laughs> and then you're like, well, this is this is this is Fortnite. Uh huh. Yeah. No one is going to remember. Like, if I see you on the battlefield with these skins, like I'm making fun of you. Like I'm picking yeah, you yeah, up, yeah. taking you to the highest point in the game, and throwing <laughs> you off of something. Like yeah. I'm like griefing you intentionally because you spent money on this skin. Yeah. Um, when did they add yeeting to this game? Uh, when they added reviving. It's very funny. So when I when I watched you play it and I saw ago. that happen, I was like, "That okay? Yeah, I'm. It's really I'm, good. I'm close to being back in. Yeah, um, it's really good. I haven't played this game in like three years. We should play it later today, John. Yeah, maybe so. It's maybe good. It, Fortnite will, is good. Maybe I'll building it. Paul producer Paul uh asking is building out for good so they've there's two modes in fortnite now. yeah there's building and not building and that's just what the game is now what what which do you prefer because i know when they took building out you're like ah this is kind of cool and then and then yeah. you started it then you and started, then I started reverse it. on it and then yeah, oh, so i am um, now i'm playing about 70 30 building to no building okay mode um, there is something about the way I play Fortnite, which mm-hmm. like the guns in Fortnite don't feel good enough to me to miss, like to merit the entire game being the gun combat. Right. So to me, I'm like, well, I kind of want the ability to like turn around and like build a house behind me as I run away. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm like, yeah, I kind of like I get why the building is in the I can't believe I'm saying this, but yeah. like I get why the building is in a game. Um Yeah, I mean it's, it, they're it, very it, different it, flows. I just don't think that like part of what makes Fortnite Fortnite to me is the building. So like if you take the sure. building out, then I'm playing a shooter that I don't think feels good. Yeah. No, that makes so total sense. I yeah. would just I would if I was gonna do that, I would play Apex, but I'm not gonna play Apex. So right. I will play the building. Um, mm, I, I'm thinking about getting back in Apex, actually. Mm, best of luck to you. I'm good. There are too there are too many characters in that now. Yeah, that is exactly like I don't. I'm not trying to. That's the thing. That's the other thing about Overwatch, right? There are too many, too many. My brain is past the point where I'm trying to learn metas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, mm-hmm. and like yep. the 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 most frustrating part about the Overwatch meta is that. Every change only makes you have less fun. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. No one has more fun whenever they make a change in Overwatch. People only have less fun relative to how much fun they were having before. Yeah. Um, Fortnite, you don't have to deal with that because everyone's the same. 
they just add tanks now. They put tank in it. Now. They put tank in it. They put tank in it. They brought um, jetpack back. Mandalorian jetpack in game now. You put jetpack on can fly. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Johnny, um, did you know that they took? I didn't realize that Kanye dropped out of Couchilla or they kicked oh, him yeah. out or whatever. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I missed un- that. Un- unclear uh, if that was a a mutual parting or what. Yeah, but yeah. He they replaced he's, him he's out. with uh, Swedish House Mafia, who dropped an album today, which is how oh. I know that the winter is over. Oh, um, Swedish House Mafia and the weekend. Wow. So that's okay. So that's who they replaced him with. Okay. Interesting. His lineup is mid, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at it. I was, I was like, what's the first night? Is that the Harry Styles night? It's Harry Styles. And then like Phoebe Bridgers is in the second. Yeah. Line. I, 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 I think the first night is the only one that I would be psyched about. You got Harry Styles. You got little baby Phoebe Bridgers. You got. City Girls, Madion, you got Carly Jepsen. Um, I would I would go for Phoebe Bridgers and Carly Rae Jepsen, and then go to bed. And then go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, yeah, they would. They they yeah, that sounds pretty good. Princess <laughs> that's Nokia. What I would do. Yeah. Um, the last yeah, not a not a hot. The, the last aid's pretty good though. Swedish House Mafia, Doja Cat, oh, the yeah, Jewels, Maggie okay. Rogers. You got you got Vince Staples, you got Fatboy Slim, Funk Soul Damn. Brother. Check You're it gonna out play now. that song. Orville Peck is here. Orville Peck um, will be fun. I love I love me I love me some sad country. Is Shaq doing a set? Shaq or is he doing a set at a different show? Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. So I was looking at the Coachella lineup because all my friends in LA are going. Sure. Coachella, of course, because um, it's the first Coachella back. Like you kind of got to go, which I get. Um, but I was looking at like what festivals do they have out here, um, and there's one <laughs> called Firefly, that's, and it's in fucking it's called Delaware, the, du- the Duncan Festival, the Duncan D, D- Fest. Um, there's one called Firefly, and it's in Dover, Delaware. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. the infield of the racetrack I oh think. whoa um but the racetrack is in the forest so oh. like the i so the camping stuff is outside of the racetrack okay and then you come into the racetrack and i think that's where like some of the stages and stuff are right and then like they have stuff around in dover because dover's in the middle of fucking nowhere in delaware right. yeah um but shack is doing a set Oh, that's fun. That's amazing. Wow. They, they went all out to get shot. They went all out to get shot. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah. The only the only infield thing I've ever been into uh, that been to was um, at the uh, at the horse race track where all the horses die in mm-hmm. uh, Santa, mm-hmm. Santa Anita. Yeah, uh, I've just I've been to Corgi races there in the middle. Oh, that's pretty good. Which is fun. I think that we should go as like a company to like talladega or something mm, okay did yeah, they kill us <laughs> yeah did the corgis die from the dirt or whatever no too? they no they were safe they were That's safe good. they were they like i could definitely tell you all the dogs were much much more taken care of than the horses are at that place yeah good great yeah um, um but yeah well, I, but this is this was a good thanks for uh Thanks for talking to me about uh, Overwatch and uh, Fortnite, a game I still don't understand, but still admire. 
mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah, I appreciate your time, Nikki. Thanks for having me, John. They're putting dirt on the ground at Bristol. They're going to have the nat. They're going to take the windshields off, John. Oh. There's not going to be any windshields, John. Oh, that's like, fun. The, the NASCAR is they're going to get put dirt on the track, John. Oh, okay. And the NASCARs are going to drive on the dirt, John. Okay. And, and the expectation is that the drivers are just going to be okay because with they it? will be covered in dirt. They'll be covered in dirt. They will. They will be expected to pull off the laminate from the from their visor so that they can continue to see that's, while they're driving the car very fast on the dirt. So I'm hearing that this NASCAR is going to be a must must watch when they do this. Yes, this weekend, baby. Okay. Bristol right. Motor Speedway. Get get there. Get there. Thank you again to Nikki for hanging out, talking to me about Epic, Fortnite, Coachella, making me feel really old. That's fine. Uh, also for talking to me about Overwatch 2, the most cursed game of all time in Activision Blizzard. I want to do a little bit of cleanup on that Activision Blizzard story because it is very wild. Uh, and two two lawyers for the case that California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, have filed against Activision Blizzard. Two of them stepped down earlier this month. And that was reported by several outlets as well as Stephen Totillo over at Axios. And that was curious. I remember seeing that at the time and thinking, okay, well, that's kind of strange that people on this case are stepping out because they are getting these victories in these state courts and blah, 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 blah. Um, So that's interesting. And now we know what happened there. Uh, Chief Counsel Jeanette Whipper was terminated after apparently pushing back against Gavin Newsom's office interfering with the case. So Gavin Newsom is the governor of California, and his office was apparently asking for advance notice of litigation strategy and next steps of litigation. Jeanette Whipper thought that was inappropriate, wanted to remain uh, very independent, and was apparently terminated as a result. Now, uh, the governor's office, nor neither the governor's office nor the Department of Fair Employment and housing are saying why Jeanette Whipper was terminated, but this is the uh, story that we're getting from uh, someone at Bloomberg who did some great uh, Bloomberg did great reporting on this. So go check them out. Um, and uh, then uh, we had Assistant Chief Counsel Melanie Proctor uh, d- uh, resign in protest. So Whipper was fired, and then Proctor also stepped down. Um, This is very strange. A spokeswoman for Whipper told Bloomberg that she is, quote, evaluating all avenues of legal recourse, including a claim under the California Whistleblower Protection Act, end quote. That's a big deal because, I mean, if she's stepping out and saying this is why she was fired, Gavin Gavin Newsom's office is interfering in this case, maybe on the behalf of Activision Blizzard, who probably have a lot of wealthy constituents who will uh, give to Gavin Newsom's campaign. Of course, that doesn't involve Bobby Kotick, probably, but that's That's a whole other story. Um, As for the DFEH, uh, they are saying that we're just we're going to vigorously enforce California's civil rights and fair housing laws. They're not really commenting on the termination or proctors stepping down. This is a developing story, as everything in the Activision Blizzard saga has been. There is more to this. And now that it is apparently going all the way to the top of California's government, I expect a lot of explosive information to come out of the story soon. We will, of course, stay on top of it and let you know. 
Um, from one embattled developer publisher to another, let's talk about CD Projekt Red. They've had a rough go with Cyberpunk 2077. Of course, they've announced a follow-up to Witcher that's going to uh, involve the uh, Unreal Engine 5, which folks seem to be pretty excited about. They also had a fiscal call where they laid out what their plans are for 2022, and they are as follows. Development work on Cyberpunk 2077 expansion, development work on a new Witcher game based on Unreal Engine 5, further support for Cyberpunk 2077, so that's bug fixes and things like that. Development work on a next-gen version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, which feels like it's been in development for a very long time. Development work at the Molasses Flood, that's a different studio, for an unannounced project based on one of our franchises. Okay, launch of a spinoff to Gwent The Witcher card game. Further support for Gwent The Witcher card game and The Witcher Monster Slayer. And conceptual and research work on unannounced projects. Now, as for Cyberpunk 2077 and that elusive expansion, we now know that it is going to be released in 2023 no other details beyond that so it could be december 20 uh, to december 31st 2023 for all we know uh but now we have a firm date it is not coming this year put that out of your mind uh, CD Projekt Red also announced that the game has sold 18 million copies, but only four of those copies, 4 million of those copies came in the last five quarters, which is a big, 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 big steep decline from how that game sold at the very beginning of its uh, existence. So that's something to keep an eye on. They kind of took a victory lap about it, but around about the uh, about the sales figures. But like when you really think about it, it's not not that terribly impressive for a game that they spent that much money on anyway. I hate to say stuff like that because it's like, yeah, if you sell 18 million copies of anything, it's amazing. But it's like they spent a ton of money on this. That's all I mean. Um, the Niantic folks, the folks that make Pokemon Go, they've had a long history of making cool little games with AR components, GPS capability on mobile devices. They're working on their first original IP since 2013. It is called a Paradot, and it is uh, a AR game. Very similar. You'll, you'll see a lot of cool similarities between that and Pokemon Go, but it's much more like a Tamagotchi where you'll be raising a Peridot or a Dot for short. These little pets, uh, there's a there's a fun little marketing copy that I'll read for you. Uh, quote, after thousands of years of slumber, Peridots or Dots for short are waking to a world vastly different from the one in which they used to roam and they'll need our help to protect them from extinction. Ooh, grim. Uh, you'll foster your own Peridots as you embark on this experience. These are creatures who feel so real you'll love every moment raising them from birth to adulthood while you explore the world together you'll get to learn more about your cute new friends develop a bond as you nurture and play with them and work with other players to diversify their species uh, you can check out a trailer over at fanby.com um and it looks super cute. Uh, there are no real screenshots of this yet, just a lot of mock-ups and, uh, and other things. But it's like, you know, you got this really cute creature in an AR. Like you take them to like a forest or a cafe and they'll be sitting on a bench with you. And it's it's very, very cute. I will give it that. Uh, and it seems like a lot of cool uh, uh, opportunities to explore the world like you would with Pokemon Go. But maybe a lot less uh, emphasis on things like battling. I mean, this is really more about taking care of a pet, raising it, uh, playing with it, experiencing stuff together. Uh, and I think that's a pretty cool idea. So we're definitely going to keep an eye on this one. Uh, last weekend, 
A player uh, woke to find that they had the Advance Wars remake, 1 and 2 remake, on their Nintendo Switch. They had pre-ordered it, pre-loaded it, and on April 8th, uh, this this person named Rachel um, uh, had the game on their device, and it worked on Switch Lite. She had preloaded it. Anyway, uh, she chatted with Imran Khan about it. Uh, Nintendo basically had to take it away from her uh, and and work with her on getting it uh, off of her uh, Switch. Um, and it's not currently purchasable or preloadable, by the way, uh, this game. Uh, so for all the details on that, you can go to fanby.com and check out the whole story. But I thought that was a very, very, very interesting uh, little tidbit uh, from the past week. Uh, something that happened late Thursday night into Friday morning. Uh, Hideo Kojima tweeted a photo of the PlayStation Studios logo with all the thirst for the first parties that they own. It's got like Horizon Zero Dawn on it. It's got it's got uh, it's got Kratos, you know, the graphic. It's got basically all the first party studios, as well as a little snippet of Death Stranding over on the far left of the image. And that's it. He just posted this thing that said PlayStation Studios. So everybody freaked out and, and thought, OK, well, Sony, I guess, has purchased uh, Kojima Productions. This is a huge deal. We're going to have a big news day. And then he tweeted right afterward and said, I'm sorry for the misunderstanding, but Kojima Productions has been and will continue to be an independent studio. Now, this is not the first time that Hideo Kojima has uh, done something provocative like this or misdirected folks. Um, it could absolutely still be the case that Sony has or intends to purchase Kojima Productions. I can't stress that enough, but we don't have any sort of confirmation that that's true as of the recording of this show on uh, Friday at about 1.45 p.m. Central Time. As of right now, uh, Kojima Productions is still an independent company, but I guess he just wanted to say, like, shout out to PlayStation Studios. They're cool. Okay, Kojima, that's all right. Sounds cool to me. Um, (laughs) But we'll see what happens. We'll see if the studio remains independent or not. We still don't know officially what the follow-up of uh, of Death Stranding will be. We still don't know officially if Hideo Kojima is working on other games. Uh, but it seems to be a reasonable assumption that this summer, with all the Jeff Keeliness of it all, we will probably get a good indication of what Kojima is up to a little more explicitly than we know right now. Uh, that's it for this uh, this week's news. Let's get you caught up with stuff that's coming out this coming week. Okay, we did some good uh, some good news cleanup there. I want to get you ready for the week ahead. Not a whole lot. I gotta gotta be upfront about it. There's not a lot dropping this coming week. There are only two major releases we really have to talk about. I'll talk about the week after just so we can we can have some other stuff to chat about. But for this week, it's just two games. It's one Star Wars The Force Unleashed. That's an old game. It's coming out for Nintendo Switch on April 20th. Uh, so light one up and smoke a, a, a fat spliff with Yoda or whatever that game's about. Um, that's an old oldie, but a kind of a goodie. It's an action adventure game in the Star Wars universe, maybe kind of a precursor to something like uh, a Jedi Fallen Order. Not as good, 
pretty different, but not, you know, not as good, but that's going to be out and, uh, and you can check it out in, uh, just a few days. Uh, the other is Teardown on PC. Now that game has been in early access for quite some time. You've probably seen it voxel based kind of heist game. Everything is destructible. A lot of really cool mods for it. People play this game on streams and YouTube all the time. Uh, and it, it is genuinely very cool. It's finally leaving early access and officially being released quote unquote on April 21st. So that's very exciting. Uh, especially for uh, for that team. Uh, and that's really it for the games that are that are coming out this next week. Uh, the week after uh, and, and until the end of April, there's some more stuff. We'll cover it in depth uh, next week and the week after. But we got Zombie Army 4 Dead War coming to Switch on April 26th. We have the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, Deluxe coming to basically every uh, platform under the sun. That's April 27th. If you haven't played the Stanley Parable, Parable, it is a very interesting game. Plays with your expectations. Uh, you should definitely check it out because I'm guessing there's going to be some new stuff here. Every single time that they've released uh, a new version of this game, there have been some little differences, uh, and I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It's coming to PS5 and PC on April 27th. Bug Snacks. This is kind of a new one on our radar. It is getting an Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Switch release on April 28th. That was a PlayStation exclusive for a while. Now you can grab it on those other consoles. Uh, Dorfromatic on PC, April 28th. Rogue Legacy 2, an anticipated follow-up to an indie title that uh, a lot of folks liked. That's coming to Xbox Series X and S, S Xbox One, and PC on April 28th. Unsold. That's also Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on April 28th, and Nintendo Switch Sports, a follow-up, a spiritual successor to Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Very exciting. That's April 29th. So there's some stuff that's significant after this week, but this week is pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, what have I been doing? What have I been playing? Well, I've been playing MLB The Show. Uh, that's a good baseball game. You can find it right now on Xbox uh, Game Pass, which I recommend. Uh, there are other uh, platforms, of course. It, of course, originated on the PlayStation platforms. You can find it there. You can even find it on Nintendo Switch. I've been switching, as the name would imply, I've been switching between Xbox and Switch, so I've been basically taking a cloud save of the Xbox uh, Game Pass version and uploading it to uh, the cloud and then taking that file and playing it on my Switch at night when I'm ready to go to bed. And I, I just keep playing it and use the same cloud file. That cross-play stuff is very, very cool. Cross-play, cross-save. Uh, it's very nice for things like sports franchises um, that, you know, if you're going to play an entire season of baseball, it's 162 games. That's really tough to do without having kind of something be on you all the time. Now, I could play it on Xbox Cloud and all that stuff. There is a little bit of a lag on Xbox Cloud. What else have I been doing? I've been setting up my Steam Deck. I did get the Steam Deck, the 512 gig uh, uh, gig version of the Steam Deck with the uh, very nice uh, hard drive inside uh, and comes with a cool carrying case. This is a big, bulky machine. People have been talking about it, of course, since uh, review units first went out, but it is a big machine. 
but it's very cool. And it's also very easy to set up emulators on it. Uh, there is something called emu deck, E M U D E C K. Uh, you can go check that out. It's basically a way to integrate emulation onto your steam deck in the most seamless way possible. Uh, and it is very, very cool. So, I have some complaints or some UX UI stuff with uh, with just Linux machines and also the Steam Deck hardware itself that is very confusing. If you close Steam, for example, uh, to play with stuff on the desktop, you basically don't have a keyboard anymore. So you need to you need to go get a third party keyboard, put it on the Steam Deck, and then that will be available to you as you do other things like uh, check your browser and stuff like that. Um, there are just some little things like that where it would have been nice for Valve to maybe tack on some extras to the desktop, but they wanted to make it as open-ended and Linux-like as possible. Make it your own. I totally get that aspect of it, but there are some bells and whistles I would have liked to have seen with the Steam Deck hardware. Uh, but still, it is a very impressive machine. I hope more um I hope more games become optimized for it. I tried to take WWE 2K22 for a spin on the hardware uh, earlier this week and that was a no-go. So, um, you know, each of these games that come out, they they get tested at some point, then get, you know, a designation, "Hey, this mostly works. This works perfectly or this doesn't really work at all." A lot of games, especially new ones, still haven't had that designation attached yet, so it's kind of a black box. Would have been nice to know that ahead of time. Would have been nice to uh, have that game actually run uh, well. Uh, it doesn't even really run that well on PC, to be honest. So if you're into WWE 2K games, maybe stick to the PS5 and Xbox versions because the PC version is uh, lagging behind, it seems, in quality. So just a heads up on that one. Um, but I'm filling time because we just don't have that many games releases to talk about. But I like talking about what I'm what I'm playing, what I'm doing. Um, I will say this for the Steam Deck specifically. It is the ideal uh, Disco Elysium delivery device for me. Uh, I do have that game on the Nintendo Switch, but it doesn't run particularly well on Nintendo Switch. It does run well on the Steam Deck, and it is a wonderful little thing to curl up with. It's like a book. I curl up with a book. Nope, it's a Steam Deck and it's Disco Elysium. Perfect delivery device for that game. I've also checked out No Man's Sky on uh, Steam Deck, and that is a very cool thing to have on a handheld, uh, and it mostly works uh, quite well. Uh, I have enjoyed playing uh, No Man's Sky, getting uh, acquainted with some of the new modes and bells and whistles in that game because that game has changed so much since it first came out. I keep uh, keep poking into it uh, every, I don't know, nine months or so. I start a new planet, start a new file, and then I kind of drop off of it. But now that it's in handheld mode uh, with the Steam Deck, I might stick with it a bit longer. Uh, but that's it for this coming week. Uh, I, I've been watching Moon Knight. Let's talk about streaming for just like two seconds. I think Moon Knight is getting worse. I don't think that show is very good. I wish it was better. Folks at home, you might disagree. You might love it. Um, Moon Knight's not something I was familiar with really before going into the show. I don't think the show is particularly good, and I still don't think it is. Uh, I did start watching Tokyo Vice, which is uh, a Michael Mann. Uh, at least he directed the, the first episode of it. Uh, it is a based on a, a, a book that uh, was written about uh, uh, crime reporting in Tokyo. Um, and so far, that's pretty interesting. I don't love some of the cast members 
of that of that show, but it's pretty cool if you like that you know, kind of intense, slow burn crime drama stuff. Uh, pretty good. And also, I've been rewatching Frasier. Of course, I love Frasier. Frasier is the best. That is going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank my guest, Nikki Grayson, for stopping by. Thanks for educating my very old but about Coachella and um, uh, the things I just don't understand. And being really, really smart about Overwatch and Blizzard and kind of that entire landscape. I really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, if you want to follow Nikki, you can follow them over at Godsua, G-O-D-S-E-W-A, uh, on Twitter.com. Paul, my wonderful producer, doesn't get enough credit for all the work that he does for this and other shows on the network. You can find him at Polly Mayo. Uh, and uh, we do other podcasts as well, alongside our other producer, Jordan Mallory, who does exquisite work as well. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcasts we have six of them on the network they are all excellent and they all give you kind of a different flavor of games discussion entertainment discussion some just comedy friends reunion that's a show i'm on that's a comedy show but we talk about internet phenomenon phenomena and uh it's uh, a blast so all of our podcasts are excellent uh if you like streams uh, there's a there's a companion stream that we do twitch.tv slash fanbyte every Tuesday morning I host Tuesday morning the show which is a news and discussion and games show lasts about an hour and a half two hours I usually have guests we talk about the news of the early week and it usually gets you kind of set up for what to expect for this show um, and it's a blast so please come hang out it's a uh, 930 central that's 1030 Eastern and 7.30 Pacific on Tuesday mornings over at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at floppyadult. Uh, I recommend it. I tweet a lot about food and wrestling and, um, I don't know, games that I've been putting off playing and, and finally doing. I'm setting up my Steam Deck. That's been um, uh, uh, an ordeal. Um... But yeah, yeah, you can follow me there. Uh, uh, Fanbyte Media at Fanbyte Media. That's our Twitter account for all things Fanbyte. You can find our good articles, post other fan, uh, Fanbyte podcasts, uh, pretty much anything you want. Shit posts, we do that too. Um, gosh, what else is there? I, I mean, that seems that seems like a lot. I think I covered everything. Until next week, you're welcome. 